continue on the series, um, Love in Action, Unity That Attracts. And it comes from a couple weeks ago in one of my messages, I kept saying, imagine if the church would do this, how attractive would be. Imagine if the church would do this, how attractive we'd be. And then this jumped up in my spirit. Until the church isn't unified as one body, she's never going to be that attractive. You ask a lot of people why they don't go to church, and that's exactly what they'll tell you. There's as many people that fight and go on, and there's so much judgmentalism and criticalness. I can get that anywhere. I don't have to go to church to get it. Um, I remember Phil Yancey, uh, I think that was his name, told a story one time. He was talking to a, uh, a lady who had done a lot, he was, uh, or a gentleman that was an alcoholic friend of his, and he talked about just going in and, and or maybe I'm getting two stories mixed up, the, uh, the young lady. Anyhow, she was a prostitute, and uh, she had figured out that by bringing a prostitute, if she would, I'm trying to put this easy because there's young ears in the room. Uh, if she would uh, bring her two-year-old daughter around, she'd made more money. I'll leave it that way. And uh, he asked her, he says, well, have you, have you ever thought about going to the church or something for help? And her, her answer to him was, why would I do that? I can feel bad about this all on my own. Because that's what we've become. That's what, what, for the most part, and I'm not saying here in this church, but the body of Christ and whole. I, I was talking to a minister friend of mine out of Tennessee this week, and he said, well, the church is the first one to eat its own young. He said, it's the quickest one to eat its own young. Because they make mistakes, they do things, and things happen, and then they're just so quick to chew them up, spit them out. But what if we wouldn't do that? Let me encourage you something. If you don't come to Wednesday night deep dives, no shame on you. But I tell you, it, and I know there's a lot watching at home, but there is something different about being in the house. There's, there's, a, there's a spirit that's caught, you know, that just can't be taught. Um, I want to encourage you to go back and listen to last Wednesdays especially. It fits kind of in this Sunday series, but I really want to encourage you to go back and listen to Wednesday. Dee said I was too hard on people. Eh, I don't know. Uh, how many of you remember the Peanuts cartoon strip? A few of you. If, if you don't know who the Peanuts are, you'll know this one, Charlie Brown. Okay. Uh, do you remember what Lucy's favorite thing to do? She bossed everybody around. Lucy bossed everybody. And one day, Lucy is sitting there watching TV, and, 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 or Linus is sitting there watching TV. Lucy comes up, grabs the remote, changes the channel. And he says, hey, what, why do you think you have the right to walk over here and do that? She said, you see this hand? She said, these five fingers, individually, they don't do much. She said, but when I bring them all together like this... She said, they are a force to be reckoned with. <laughs> and he hung his head, he handed over the remote, and he walked away, and he looked at his own hand and said, why can't you guys get together like this? <laughs> Imagine if the church would quit operating as individual fingers of the same hand. 
and we would unify. Before we can ever make this happen with other churches, we need to get it right ourselves in the house first. What if we quit looking at everybody as something separate than ourselves and we would come together and I believe, like she, like she said about herself, that it would be an awesome force to behold. Folks, there is a clarion cry going out right now for unity in this church. I can't speak for every church, but I'm telling you, in this body of Christ, and it's, it's stronger than anything I felt. I've, I've told you a couple weeks ago, I've spent time on my face crying. I've, I've, I've just listening to the Holy Spirit as he shows me things, and and I know when we have true unity, we're on that verge of greatness that, we, that, 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 that dream showed me last night. So let's go and read our, our text. We're going to read it every week until the Lord tells them, says I'm done with this. Uh, go to Psalms 133. Psalm 133 verse 1. If you have your phones with you and you are on uh, the Bible app, you version, the notes are on there. Also, if you didn't bring something, it'll be on the screen. He said, behold, and how good and how pleasant it is for brothers to what? Dwell, that means to live in unity. It is like the precious oil on the head running down the beard, uh, of, and on the beard of Aaron running down on the collar of his robes. Behold, how good and how pleasant it is for brothers to dwell in unity. It's like the oil, that anointing oil that's poured on the head and down to Aaron's head and down on his beard and on the collar, all the way down to the hems of his robe. It's like, verse 3, it's like the dew of Hermon, which falls on the mountains of Zion. For there the Lord commanded the blessing. Where does the Lord command the blessing? In the anointing. In that dew that comes from Zion that the anointing is like. In that place... It designs a blessing. If we really want to see what we can do in this area to really turn, uh, somebody showed me a dream that they had this morning on, on, on their phone, and they said, hey, I want to show you this dream and share it with you. And uh, it was about a ministry that could happen out of here someday. And I said, oh, yeah, I said, we can do that. I, I, I can see us doing that. But when? When we get this right. When we get some things right. And... Uh, so he says, behold, how good and how pleasant it is for brothers to dwell in unity. It's like the oil that's on the head and on Aaron's head that runs all the way down on his beard and his collar and even all the way down. Uh, and from there, he said, God commands the blessing. Now we're going to stay mostly, everybody say mostly, in one chapter today. Go to 1 Corinthians chapter 12. And we're going to stay in this until we're finished today. If I finish in 15 minutes, we're out. And you all said, you have never done that. I am not saying challenge accepted because I'm going to stay right here until the Lord says we're done. First Corinthians chapter 12, verse 12. For just as the body is one and has many members, all the members of the body, though many members are one body, so it is with Christ. So just as your body has all kinds of different parts in it, it's still just one body. And the church is the same. Even though we have multiple parts and everybody has different parts and different things to play, it's still one body. Every ministry out of here is part of 
this single body. The young adult ministry, Harvest House, Zach's ministry to a degree, he came in late, in fact, and had his stuff set up. Uh, but it, it's part of this body. There's one single action. And we have to remember that whether I know you or not, whether I like you or not, Maisie knows I love her. We're still part of one singular body. Whether with I agree with you or not, we're still part, Galen, of one body. That means if you're missing, part of my body's missing. And if you're hurt, part of my body hurts. Don't believe me? Stub your toe in the middle of the night and see what happens. That junk hurts everywhere. I mean, it hurts all the way up to my eyebrows. But when one of us hurts, we all hurt. If one of us is missing, look around. Do we have missing in here today? Listen, as the church grows, I can't keep up with it all. But you know why God says this? is so you can keep up with it. You know who sits around you. Do some research. Find out who it is. Help. Because if one of us is missing, that's a big part. You don't believe me? Cut off a toe. See if you don't miss it. Come on. Verse 13. <coughs> For in one spirit we were all baptized into one body. Jews or Greeks, different cultures, into one body. Slave or free, different social standings. That's what all this is talking about. Different cultures, you're in one body, this body. Different social standings, slaves are free, one body. We're all one, man, until we can see each other this way. Slave or free, and all were made to drink of one spirit. For the body does not consist of one member, but many. So Paul's making this connection to us so that we can understand everybody has a part to play. And you say, well, I just don't know what I'm going to do. You know what? All right, can, all right. Pastor gripe time. You ready? You know what really bugs me about that? Well, I'm just feeling left out. When's the last time you got up and volunteered for something? You can only feel left out if you want to be. You say, well, you all got every position filled. No, we don't. Half the people on this stage serves two or three different purposes at any given time. You know? So he says there, he said, and that's, that's what the bugs me. So until we get so hung up on and, and don't get so hung up on what we're going through, what's happening to me, and we don't take the time to minister to others, we're still not seeing each other as one body. We see. All right, Pastor gripe, gripe time, you ready? I'm just going, you know, you know me. That's why it's hard for me to start a bunch of different ministries in a church. Now, I've even talked with one of our elders about this recently, didn't I, Zach? I'm not saying who or anything. That's why it's hard to start different ministries in 
Because people start to think, well, this is my ministry, and it's separate from the body. And you know what that does? It does nothing but hurt the rest of us. That does nothing but hurt everybody else because it's not. We are one body. We'll do different things. Trust me, my stomach does a whole different job than my elbow. But which is more important? My stomach would be sadly hurting if my elbow did not work. (laughs) Come on. You don't believe me? Hang around here about 45 minutes. You'll prove me right. So we have to, we forget that there is, we, that we're all part of something together, something bigger than our own little individual world. And so we take these things and we take people in the church for granted. And we begin to form our cliques. Oh gosh, it got quiet, Becky. We begin to form our little cliques and our little, well, this is my friend group. And that's okay when your church is four or 5,000. You, 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 you operate and live that way. But we feel like they, people, but, but why in the world would we ever get to the point where people feel like they don't belong, they have nothing to offer, and you know what they, do, you know what they start doing next, Allie? They start missing church. They start missing events. When they don't feel like they belong there, they won't be there. See, she agrees. She's fine. She's fine. If they don't feel like they belong there, they won't be there. So whose fault is that? Don't blame them because they just don't want to get involved. Oh, I must be talking to leaders in here today. Don't blame others because they don't get involved. When it's my job as a pastor to make sure that this is the happiest place in the world. That when you come here, everybody feels like they have a place. A place what? To belong. A place what? To be loved. A place what? To believe. And it's your job to help make that happen too. Because I can't do it on my own. I told you this series is so fun. This is one of the most grow up series you'll get this year. Because when they feel like they don't belong, they'll start missing. And then nobody notices. And what's that do? That breeds strife in them. And then all of a sudden, they walk into another church carrying the same baggage they left the last one in. And all of a sudden, I get to deal with that. Like, why are you mad at me? I didn't do nothing. It's because they already come in expecting a certain thing. Oh, come on. Nobody, hey, let me tell you something, folks. Zach, there ain't no church like church, there ain't no hurt like a church hurt. I sat and talked to people this weekend talking about this very thing. There's no hurt like church hurt. But when we don't consider someone's important, we don't consider them to be important. We don't consider that, that their part in the body is serious. 
then resentment comes. Go back to 1 Corinthians 12. I'm going to tell you a book, and I'm going to, uh, I may end up having to buy some of these uh, boards, so just telling you up front. There is a book, and if you have it already, you need to let me know. There's a book out called Autopsy of a Deceased Church. Who's read it? It should be mandatory for every person who is connected to a church for good to read that book. Because it'll either help your church grow, or your ministry grow, or it'll cause it to realize, hey, we're dying and we're dead. And if you haven't read it, and I've given it to you, give it to somebody else who will. Because this is how serious we're taking this. It's just a little, you can read it in 35 minutes. Just saying. You say, well, well, Pastor, you sound mad. I'm not mad. I'm just serious. Emily, we're, we're, we're going to take territory. We are going to win whoever we can win for God. And we want as many on board with the vision that we're going to do it with. And it's going to be overwhelming, unconditional, radical love. <laughs> All right, moving on. 1 Corinthians chapter 12, verse 15. If the foot should say, because I'm not the hand... I don't belong to the body. What would your body do if your foot went missing? You'd be in trouble. But if the foot looks around and it doesn't feel like it belongs and it leaves, it hurts the whole body. So if we've got somebody around and they know they have a job, they know they have a gifting, they know they have something that they can bring, and they say, but they, I don't feel like I fit here, that's not their fault. And they decide to leave, there goes part of our body. And we will never live up to what we were supposed to be because part of our body is missing. Hmm. verse 15 because I'm not the hand that the foot say because I'm not the hand I'm not part of the body that would not make it any less part of the body verse 16 but if the ear should say because I'm not the eye I don't belong to the body that would that make it any less part of the body now I want to say this this is where a lot of people get jealous too well I want to be that person I want, don't want to be another person. Be who you go, God called you to be. Not everybody's going to stand up here and preach. I've heard people who say they're preachers. <laughs> they weren't. <laughs> I, you, I may say this again later, but uh, does anybody here know who Keith Moore is? Keith Moore was an instructor of ours when we were at Ramah. And uh, we were out with him one night, uh, and I believe it was this night when he said it. Uh, and he looked across the table and he said, if you're out of your place, you're out of your grace, you'll fall on your face. Don't try to be something you're not. Don't get jealous because somebody don't just throw you on the stage and, 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 and immediately do that. You be the part of the body you were called to be. 
The, hand, the ear can't say to the eye, to the body, well, I'm not the eye. I want to be the eye. Don't want to be anything else. Be, but I don't feel important. Every part about you is important. Everything you offer to this body is important because you're part of my body. And if you go missing, if you go missing, I hurt. I don't know about everybody else, but I'm telling you, me, I hurt. But if the ear says, to the, because I'm not the eye, I don't belong. Anybody remember Aesop's fables? Good. He said this one time, he wrote, he said, one day it occurred to the members of the body that they were doing all the work while the belly got all the food. And so they held a meeting and after a long discussion decided to strike work until the belly consented to do its proper share of the work. So for a day or two, the hands refused to take, uh, take the food. The mouth refused to receive it. The teeth had no work to do. But after a day or two, members began to find that they themselves were not in very active condition. The hands could hardly move. The mouth was parched and dry, while the legs were unable to support the rest. Thus they found that even the belly with its dull, quiet way was doing necessary work for the body, and that all must work together or the body would go to pieces. Imagine if a church would get that, Perry, where everybody, we see everybody as a vital part of our body and we can't function properly if they're not here if they're not gonna well you know if they leave what's it matter Zach it matters Randy it matters because if they're gone part of my body's gone and I am not as effective without you and you won't be as effective without me And so we see that jealousy and strife and all this different stuff that happens in the body, we don't stop and look at the function someone else may have. Well, maybe all they ever do is pray. Maybe that's what they're called to do. Maybe that's what they are called to do, to just pray. Listen, if you're called to be a pinky toe, be the best pinky toe you can be. Because the rest of the body needs that. Let me tell you, I've seen people with digits that had to be cut off. The rest of the body has to adjust to make up for what's missing. If you're not here, the rest of this body will have to adjust to make up. Well, I'm not doing nothing. Then fix that. There's nobody stopping you. Talk to this guy. Talk to me. Talk, talk to, 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 to one of the board members. Talk to Zach. He's always looking for help. <laughs> but help. Find something. Get involved. Because if you're not, and, 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 and Zach, when somebody's missing, it hurts, don't it? How many years did you do that all by yourself? How, how, how much easier is it now? <laughs> See, we got to remember this, that every part is important. And not everyone's called to youth. 
Okay? Not, every, not everybody functions well in the youth. If you have an idea that every now and then you, you want to grab up a kid, well, I can't stand this younger generation. Stay away from pathways. It's not where you belong. <laughs> but find somewhere to fit. Because God has engrafted in you certain gifts, certain talents that only you have. And we need them. We need them. Verse 17. If the whole body were an eye, then where would the sense of hearing be? If everybody was a pastor, then where would the ministry of helps be, Bob? Are you ready? It'd be just like it is right now with Bob trying to do everything on his own, Perry trying to do everything on their own, and our board... Working themselves to death. Well, if everybody wanted to be praise and worship when they don't belong there, I've seen a whole lot of people on praise and worship that can't sing, Galen. They had no business there because their mama told them they could sing and it sounded real pretty to her. Mamas are crazy. Y'all know that, right? <laughs> you think your kid sounds like an angel and they sound like chalk nails on a chalkboard. Come on, let's get real. Moms are blind, I'm telling you. They're deaf. <laughs> but because, but they can't, it's okay to not be there. Anybody ever watch the show The Middle? Anybody remember that show? I love the daughter on that show. And if this doesn't, if this doesn't mean anything to you, go look it up. It's a good show. But she came and told all of her family... I'm, I'm made a part. I'm in the play. I'm in the play. I'm in the school play. I'm in the school play. Well, when the school play started, they kept looking for her. Where's she at? Where's she at? And all of a sudden, she comes out dressed in all black, moving furniture, moving parts around. And they're like, oh. But what she was doing was important. Somebody has to be there. Somebody has to be doing the things that nobody else sees. Do you know this place functions more than just on Sunday and Wednesday? There's a lot that goes on. You're needed. Well, I don't know. Trust me. Come talk to me. I'll dig skills out of you. I'll find out what's in there. You might not like it, but if the whole body were an eye, where would the sense of hearing be? If the whole body were an ear, where would the sense of smell in other words, if we all did the same thing, there's still parts missing. Find your part. This is part of unity. And folks, we need to start looking around and understanding that everyone sitting in this room is a part. And for me to say, well, I don't care if they're around or not. That's like willingly cutting off your thumb. Oh, who needs a thumb? Now who's going to pick up your can? Every part's important. Verse 18. But as it is, God arranged the members in the body, each one of them as he chose. Most churches' problems can be found in one thing. 
Everybody wants to be the head. People have glorified the picture of my job. People have glorified the picture of people who are head this, head that, lead this, lead that. And they don't realize that if everybody was ahead of something, what would get done? Not one thing. <laughs> and people glorified what they think leadership is. You can be a leader and never be in charge of something. Some of you are getting it. You can be a leader and never have to be in charge. I said it last week, I'll say it again this week, it's because we've become more infatuated with a title than with a towel. So we, 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 we got this idea, well, and here's the thing, I've heard it said so many times, I, you all, I've been in this thing, Galen, I've been in this thing a long time. I was raised in church. I awakened, had a real awakening to salvation when I was 18, 19. Six months later, I started preaching. I've been in this thing a long time. Okay? Here's the thing. People say, well, I don't want to be the head. But. Buts will get you in trouble. I don't want to be... See, it's all good when we say it with our mouth. But here's the other things I hear. Here's the, you're, you're, sit around long enough, listen to somebody talk, you can find out how they really feel. Because here we hear questions like this. Here, here, does this become us? Getting angry or upset or vocal at decisions that we don't agree with. I'm just waiting for the exhale. I mean, it's like everybody stopped breathing. Getting angry or upset or even vocal about decisions we don't agree with. I'm not talking about sin decisions. I'm not talking about unethical decisions. Just decided, they decided to change the carpet and I don't like it. Hey, I've seen churches split over that. See, we say we don't want to be the head, but then our attitude shows something else. Here's another thing we, I see all the time. It's talking negatively about those who make the decisions and making sure somebody else knows how we feel. Be upset. Shanda, it's okay. Just be upset. Well, why do you got to feel like you got to tell everybody else? Well, what's wrong is wrong. Is it wrong or just not the way you would do it? And if it's not the way, oh man, D, if it's not the way you would do it, why do you suppose it is God didn't put you in a position to make that decision? If he wanted you to make it, he'd have put you in a position to make it. <laughs> Number three, showing disapproval by our actions. How do we do that? That's the biggest one. We can talk about kids pouting all we want. It's when full-grown adults. I 
don't want to be the head, but man, I'm going to stare at the head until he moves. I'm going to make them so uncomfortable. If you're sitting there with your arms crossed, I'm not talking about you just because you're comfortable, okay? <laughs> People are going, mm, I'm afraid of cross my arms now. <laughs> cross our arms, throw our head back in complete contempt of leadership. And I'm not talking about just me. I'm talking about any kind of leadership. Our body language gives away what our lips refuse to say. Can I repeat that for you? Our body language gives away what our lips refuse to say. Well, I don't like my ear the way it hears. I don't like my thumb the way it grabs. So I'm going to sit here and tell my thumb you're going to grab a different way. Ear, you're going to hear it. Come on now. It's the same thing. It's operating the same way. Okay, just look straight ahead. It gets worse. Quitting what we're doing in church because we didn't get to do it our way. Or we're given instructions on how to do it that don't necessarily line up with how I want to do it. Well, am I in charge of this or not? Well, you're part of this body. And this body has a vision. And this body has an operation. So yeah, you're, you're making sure that that part of the body's working right. We, and we say it, I don't want to be the head, but our attitude shows everything else. I've told you this story before, but it, it, it bears repeating right here. There was a monastery one time, it was down to eight older monks. Nobody was coming to the chapel no more, nobody was coming to the church no more. It was just them, and they decided one day that there was a local prophet, crazy man, out in the sticks. So they decided, let's go to him and just see what God has to say of how we can save our church, our monastery, and everything. So they went to the monk, and he said, well, how could, they asked him, how can we fix this? How can we make the church lively again? How can we bring more monks back into our, our thing? And he said, one of you, all he said to him, one of you is an apostle. And he turned around and he walked away and left him. That's all he said. They started looking at each other. Is it you? Is it me? Who's, who, who is, who, who's the apostle? Well, well, maybe it's Brother Franco. Well, he's, he's old and he's mean and he's hateful, but maybe he's the apostle. Or maybe it's Brother Joseph. All he does is complain and gripe and moan and yeah. But maybe he's the apostle. So what happened, they were all afraid of offending the one who might be an apostle. They started treating each one of them like they were apostles. And as they started to treat each other better, something started to happen. When they started treating each other with honor, people started to show up. And then some people started to say, hey, can I fix this for you? Can I fix that for you? Another couple came and said, hey, can, I, can we hold our wedding here? 
Can we just have a picnic out here on the grounds? Can we do this? Can we do that? And all of a sudden, when they were operating in a place of honor where every piece of this puzzle was honored, all of a sudden they looked around and they had young men coming to them. How can I join the ministry? How can I become a monk here? All of a sudden, the church services started growing. Why? And they kept treating each other with honor because they didn't know who the apostle was. What would happen? Imagine how attractive the church would be if we treated each other like that. Imagine. And you say, but I think our church is doing pretty good. Are we saying we can't get better? Are we saying we can't do this thing better? We all have got different parts to play. Keith Moore, but I want to be this if you're out of your place. Listen, when I start a ministry here and I set you in charge of ministry, I want to say, we'll go until it's not working. I'm getting ready to sit down with all my ministers and say, hey, what's not working? And if it's not working, why don't we say, why don't you come out of it? Or why don't we just close it down? It ain't working. Close it down. Start over again later. What if I'm not in charge then? Okay, maybe you're not in charge then. If you're out of your place, you're out of your grace, you fall on your face. We're afraid. Folks, you do realize clay doesn't form clay. The potter forms the clay. God made you a specific way, and it's time to find where you fit in the body because your body needs you. Verse 19, 2 Corinthians 12. 1 Corinthians 12, sorry. If all were a single member, where would the body be? As it is, there are many parts, but one body. The eye can say to the hand, I have no need of you. Nor again, the head to the feet, I have no need of you. On the contrary... The parts of the body that seem to be weaker are indispensable. Like your appendix. They used to say, they don't know what the appendix does, so let's just jerk it out of there. It has to do something. God put it in there, so it's in there for a reason. <laughs> just like I can't say, well, I don't really need Tanya. Let me just cut her off. If she don't come back, it's all right. She, you know, all she does is smile <laughs> and look at Brian like she just did. Uh, I need, we need, the body needs you, your gifts, your talents. But what if all I do is just, all I feel like I'm supposed to do is just pray for you guys? Then pray good. You're doing your part. Thank you. Thank you. Verse 22, on the contrary, the parts of the, bo uh, oh, yeah. the parts of the body that seem to be weak are indispensable. On those parts of the body that we think are less honorable, we bestow greater honor. And our unpresentable parts are treated with greater modesty, which is more presentable parts do not require. But God has so composed the body, giving greater honor to the part that lacked it. That there, listen, here's the key, you ready? That there be no, everybody say no, no, division in the body. 
that there be no division in the body, but that the members may have the same care for one another. For if one member suffers, all suffer together. If one member is honored, all rejoice together. Never allow yourself to get to the place where you say, I'm just taking up space, I should just quit. They don't need me. Let me tell you something. If you don't feel like you do nothing, show up here. Just me preaching on Sunday and getting to see your face helps me. What? It helps me. If you're not here, I miss it. I preach different when you're not here. Because I see a look in your eye. I see a look in your face. And I thought, oh, I'm driving this home, so I'm going to keep driving. I don't care if, if they're the only ones that gets it. I'm going to nail on the head. You're going to get it. And if it's just that one. So even if you do nothing else, be here. Be a part. Give me somebody to preach to. I love just sitting back and watching some of you just cry because you can't do nothing else. That helps me. Verse 27. Now that you are the body of Christ. When are we the body of Christ? Now. And individually members of it. Individually are members. There was a guy in a European village, very, very wealthy. And he, he, was, he was dying and he said he wanted to leave a legacy in the town. He wanted to leave his legacy in the town. So he decided, he found out what everybody wanted. Everybody wanted a church. So Colleen, he built a big, massive church, a beautiful church for all of them. And the people started complaining. Because when they walked in, there was no lights. He said, what? How are we going to see? How are we going to have church if there's no lights? But when they walked in, each family was handed a lantern. And all along the wall was their nameplates. And they said, when you're not here, your spot's, empty, your spot's darkened. And the only way we get lit is when everybody's place is full. And everybody's light is in. So when you're not here, the place where you sit, the place that you possess is dark. Imagine if it was that important that some small part of God's house is brighter because you're in it. It is. And imagine how attractive a church would be that understood this about each and every person in the room. Let's pray. Father, we thank you for today. I thank you for your word. Father, let it come alive. Let it get inside of us so deeply that it causes us to change. That our area is forever changed because of what Harvest Christian Fellowship does. And how let us remember that we are all part of one body. We're all part of the same family. And if one goes missing, it hurts us all. In Jesus' name. Amen? Amen. Amen.